for your life? Do you know where you want to go? Are you looking to be happier, healthier, and wealthier while having more fun every day? Meet our empowerment architect and goddess gardener, Cynthia Bryan, as she engages in energetic exchanges with success birds, bringing you research, innovations, strategies, and techniques to strengthen your life, business, and personal spaces. Be inspired, motivated, encouraged, and empowered. Lend us your ears right here on Star Style. Be the star. Are you are the party starts now? Well, hello, power partners. Welcome to our informational playground. This is Star Style Be the Star You Are. We are brought to the airwaves under the auspices of Be the Star You Are charity, and I am your host, Cynthia Bryan. I strive to seed, stimulate, and support space for positive, meaningful conversations. And I just always want to remind you that I hope you are living your dream or at least um, going for your dreams and acting like you have everything you need because you are the writer, director, producer, and star of your own life. The Miracle Moment for today is brought to you by Be The Star You Are Charity. Again, we want to announce that on April 23rd at 12 p.m., we have a free virtual magic show, and um, you can go to bethestarur.org. It's for the whole family. You don't have, you know, it's totally free, but you do have to register because uh, you'll be sent the Zoom link. And it's an interactive show, and the magician is going to be coming to us live from Ireland. So it'll be nighttime for him, and it'll be noon California time, but wherever you are in the world, you can join us. So we hope that you will do that. And this Miracle Moment is by Robert Louis Stevenson. To be what we are and to become what we are capable of becoming is only the end of life. And that's Robert Louis Stevenson. Well, in today's show, because we're getting close to tax time, we're going to talk about some of the tax filing um, scams that are out there. There are also fake charities that are on the rise, and there are numerous nefarious tactics to, you know, get you away from your money. And even if you are a, a savvy filer, um, you could become a victim. So we'll give you the information on how to protect yourself from thieves. And especially, you know, if you're mailing it or you're doing it online, there's a lot of different things. The other thing we're going to talk about in today's program are storage solutions. Because I don't know about you, but it doesn't matter how big of a space you have. You seem to always fill it with stuff. So when you're ready to declutter or to purge, there are some simple storage solutions that can work for you. And uh, I'm going to share those with you so that, you know, you can make your place a little bit more organized. And finally, being a manager is really a tough job. Maintaining trust with those who you work with is really critical. So when it comes to leadership, Fast Company has been sharing some critical information, and I'm going to uh, peruse some of that info and share it with you. But first of all, I just <laughs> have to tell you what my a day has uh, been like today. I don't know if you know how many times you have crazy days, but 
Um, here on our little farm, we have a well, and then we have city water. Well, our well just went out. Have to get a whole new pump. It's going to be a very costly deal, et cetera, et cetera, which uh, makes me very unhappy. And then today I was out um, weeding, and I have a main water line break down uh, my driveway, which is uh, way underground. have no idea. I tried to turn off the main and it was just too hard because now I had to do the radio show. So I, I do, I have no water. <laughs> I was able to, to uh, turn a check valve and hopefully after the shows that I do today, I will be able to um, troubleshoot this. But it seems like when it rains, it pours and I wish it would rain and I wish it would pour because here in California, we are in a drought and we really need some help. So um, let's talk about filing taxes. Have you already done your taxes? You know, April 15th is the, is the timeline. However, this year it is uh, the 18th, I believe, because the 15th, I think, is on a, um, um, a Friday. Well, maybe it is the 15th because the 15th is on a Friday. I, although I do think it, they give you to the 18th this year. So um, in any case... If you haven't filed, you probably want to get on it, or you better file an extension. But there are some tips to help you fight fraud during this tax time, because tax season is the time that opportunists use a multitude of nefarious tactics to get you to part with your money. And sadly, all of these tactics are increasingly sophisticated. Uh, Even the savviest tax filer might have trouble discerning a real IRS request from a fake one. So here are a few ways to protect yourself this tax season. And you have probably already had some texts or calls or emails from a bank um, that says they're closing an account or PayPal or even Amazon, when it really, if you checked those emails or you checked those numbers, they're not coming from them. So before you click on anything, you got to be really careful. So here's the first one. It is recommended to get an IRS online account set up. And this is the number one thing you can do to protect yourself is to sign up for an online IRS account. And your account will give you a clear picture of what your balance are owed, what your payment plans could be, any tax records, past tax years, authorizations from your accountant or tax repair, any additional taxes or qualified plans or other tax-favored accounts, shared responsibility payments, and trust fund recovery penalties. Now, you'll be required to go through an extensive process to verify your identity and create an identity protection pin through the IRS Secure site, and that gives you an added layer of protection for you against fraud and identity theft. Now, the important thing to know here 
as that the official website for the IRS is irs.gov, G-O-V. If you get a communication from irs.com, irs.net, irs.org, or any other website, it could be irs.us, irs.biz, you'll know immediately it is not a legitimate request. So anything that has to do with the government is also always ending in .gov. The second thing that is important is you don't want to answer your calls, your texts, social media, etc. The IRS will never initiate contact with you through phone calls, texts, social media, direct messages, or email. It always contacts you by letter first if you owe money. And the only exceptions may be if you are undergoing a criminal investigation, which I hope you are not, or if you haven't filed at all, which I hope you have filed in the past. The IRS does not ever demand immediate payment. They never leave you recorded, pre-recorded, or any threatening voicemail messages. So if you get any of those, you receive any kind of call or email like this, do not give out any information. Instead, hang up and immediately report it to the Federal Trade Commission. Now, The frightening thing is, as most people already know, criminals can now spoof any phone number. So they can spoof the IRS phone number, which means if you have the IRS phone number in your your phone book, you know, in your database, in your contacts, um, it, it might come up on your phone that says IRS. But don't let the fact that it appears to be a legitimate IRS number sway you. If they demand payment or ask for identifying information, you hang up. And I do not answer my phone at all anymore unless uh, I know the number. And if somebody leaves a message and they are a legitimate person, then I would call them back. But if they don't leave a message, I immediately block them and then I delete them uh, from my phone. Now, of course, the spoofing is really horrible. I mean, I have actually had my own phone number spoofed to myself. So in other words, I got a call supposedly from me to me. Now, I don't know how they do it, but, you know, these criminals, that's why they're called criminals, right? They know how to to make the crime. The third tip is to beware of ghosts. Ghost tax preparers have an easily identifiable hallmark. They actually don't sign the tax return they have prepared. They might also require you to pay them in cash. They might invent fake income or deductions or try to direct refunds into their own account as opposed to yours. Now, so what that tells me when they're saying that there are ghost tax preparers is, you know, don't just hire anybody to prepare your taxes. Always go with uh, an accountant that you, you know, that is registered, et cetera, that you trust or a company that you know is legitimate. Just don't look up tax preparers and um, and hire somebody. And if somebody asks to be paid in cash, be very, very careful. 
The other thing is there are a lot of fake charities out there. So there are fraudsters that pose as charities. And this is a totally classic scam at tax season. They may ask you for identifying information. They may push the fact that you can reduce your tax burden by donating. However, any legitimate charity operating in the U.S. must have an employer identification number that it will happily provide to you. And if you don't get an EIN, an employer identification number, then do not donate. And you can also look up charities online. You know, unfortunately, a lot of scammers, again, they call you. And they say that they are they are collecting donations for the fire department. You know, they'll do it right after a fire or for victims, you know, again, right after a flood or something. And um, that is that is that so often those are scams. So, you know, I just if I, I want to donate to places I know now be the star you are is legitimate. You can look us up online and you can see all of our information. We're actually part of Candide, which we have a seal of transparency. So you want to see that the charities are either rated on the top nonprofit, that they're part of either Charity Navigator or Candid, C-A-N-D-I-D, and they have, um, ours is a platinum, it's the highest you can go. They are transparent. All tax preparers, by the way, are required by federal law to have a prepared identification number that they include with their signature on the tax return. So if, even if somebody signs it, but they don't have a preparer ID number, that could mean that they are um, scamming you as well. And then you just really have to, you know, be alert, be on guard. Fraudsters escalate activity always around tax time. And they do it especially to non-native English speakers and to seniors. So anything at all that seems strange or confusing or is asking for your personal identity information, that's always a red flag. Don't be afraid to ask questions. And again, I really think that you should have a tax advisor or be working with a company that you know. Now, your tax advisor or tax pro would probably track the latest scams and they would probably have more insight to share. Um, it is a, a very scammy time of the year and you do not want to be caught up in it. So really be on top of it. And then another thing to just remember, if uh, if you do get these calls or emails and again, you're not going to answer them, but you are concerned, you can call your tax preparer and share it with them and say, I got this. Do you think this is legitimate? Let them look into it. Or, as I said at the beginning, is get your IRS online account set up with your identity protection pin through the IRS, which would make it a very secure site. When we come back, we will talk about some storage solutions because we can all use some storage solutions to declutter and get organized. You're listening to Cynthia Bryan. This is Star Style. Be the star you are. I will be right back. So please stay with me because we want you to live with more joy, as Marie Kondo says, and declutter your life. Business Bites. Here's Cynthia Bryan. 
Okay, so business fights. Um, do you know how to combine work and fun? Life is too short not to have fun every day. Creating a workplace that's also happy means more than just blowing up balloons and eating cake. Today's adult population spend more than 10,000 days of their life at work. Fun with the business world means feeling challenged, respected, and treated fairly, while at the same time being able to unwind or celebrate occasionally. Creating employee and family outings create bonds by merging family life with work. Picnics, barbecues, cook-offs, retreats, ball games, and simple pizza parties boost morale and offer opportunities to recognize employees for a job well done. Well, we know that COVID's happening now, and so there might be more virtual activities going on. But whatever you do, make your company a fun place to work by making smiling a trademark. Remember, you're the star of your own performance. Turn your passions into profits. I'm Cynthia Bryan with another business bite from Star Style. For more information, visit CynthiaBryan.com. That's CynthiaBryan.com. The annual cost of illiteracy to American taxpayers is over $225 billion. Help increase literacy, reduce violence, and improve positive media messages by making a tax-deductible contribution to Be The Star You Are charity. A top-rated nonprofit, Be The Star You Are promotes positive role models, produces positive radio broadcasts, and donates positive books to empower women, families, and youth. Be a power partner and join our galaxy of stars. Visit our website at bethestarur.org to make a tax-deductible donation using PayPal or send checks to P.O. Box 376, 376, Moraga, California, 94556. Bethestarur.org. Dare to care. Follow us on Twitter for more great ideas at Voice America Empowerment. Have you had a chance to check out Voice America's online magazine and blog? If you love our hosts and shows, check out articles that give an even deeper perspective. Plus topics about health and fitness, movie reviews, philosophy, business tips and tactics, spirituality, positive thought, current events, and even more about your favorite host. It's just a click away at blog.voiceamerica.com. That's blog.voiceamerica.com. The Voice America Press Blog. All access, all the time. It's power time on Star Style. Be the star you are with your passion, purpose, and possibility producer, Cynthia Bryan. Now, back to the power party. This business of showbiz. If your house or apartment or drawer or bedroom or office is just kind of looking a mess and everything is just getting piled instead of filed and stacked and you can't find anything. It is time for some storage solutions. So I have some ideas for you to uh, declutter a little bit and actually to maximize storage in different parts of your house. And I I don't know, I am a really organized person. I, I go crazy when I can't 
can't find something because I feel like it's so important to have everything in its place. And I'm definitely a filer and not a piler. But um, And I find that labeling your files and putting them in an order that makes sense, kind of like a library, really is great. So let's just talk about um, the kitchen first because shelf is uh, shelves really can help with some storage and you want to maximize storage in your kitchen and you could install some shelves behind doors or you could have some floating shelves in empty spaces and if you want to really have some bold shelving you can add artwork some picture frames or collectibles um, and you can just put them in the right place because if you have too much stuff on the counter it just looks so cluttered so if you have a small kitchen and you're allowed to put some shelving on the walls perhaps a wraparound shelving can display those mementos that you like to normally have on your counter in a better way now you want to put every inch of storage space to use and so a really smart idea is to use very shallow shelves on the back of a pantry door or if you have a like a a door that is for I don't know. I don't know what you would have in it. He might have, you know, olive oil and vinegar and maybe cereal and stuff. You could actually on the back of that door make a space, a spice rack. So that way things that are really small, you know, that are only less than a couple inches, you could put them in there and then you're not always digging to find something. Now, uh, you could also have some open storage. If you like the idea of um, having, you know, seeing your plates and things, you could have just those shelves, and that would be um, a place to put your uh, plates and your cups and all of that kind of thing. Now, I really like if you if you're lucky enough to have a pantry, as I said, you can. Um, can put something on the back of the door, but I had like a small closet that I used as a pantry, but I found that everything was getting lost because the shelves were just too deep. So what I did is I had pullout shelves installed, and that makes all the difference, is that when you can actually get to the back of whatever you have in your pantry, it is just so wonderful. So think about that, shallow pullouts instead of immobile shelves that'll allow you to easily reach deep into a pantry cabinet and it's also um, a back saving solution for lower shelves so I really like that whole idea of pull out shelves that's a, that is an important one um, if you have a kitchen that's big enough and you have an island, utilizing some smart stir storage on the island will make sure that the kitchen is streamlined and clutter-free. So usually on an island, you can see that there's usually a, a couple of stools, maybe three stools that is just nice. So you can, you know, pull up a stool and maybe you have your cup of coffee or your breakfast or a snack and kids can have a snack and you're sitting close to the cooking area so that, you know, 
your mom or the host of the party or guests, you can all be part of the fun. But you can boost productivity and save space by tucking appliances like microwave, oven, or dishwasher in the island. I have an island, and I have both a my... Um, dishwasher and a trash compactor there and then pull out shelves underneath this and I have a sink and then I have a pull out shelves underneath that and that really really helped with organization uh, some people actually like putting a small cabinet at the end of the island where they can have cookbooks um, and they make and make it so much easier you know to you know get a recipe book or if you have an island that just has a little bit of space, you could actually um, not waste any space by putting a shallow shelf tucked between the island pedestals and you would have maybe a beverage pantry where you could put, you know, your club sodas or your your um, canned, maybe your waters or whatever, just something that is really, really small. So I think that one is a um, is a really good a good tip. Another thing is um, microwaves. If you have a microwave, now most microwaves are usually maybe they might be above the oven, next to the oven, but a smart thing, if you can, if you can put the oven lower, then your kids or you know, you don't have to reach so high. I always, my microwave is, I installed it in the cabinet um, low, and it's just great. It's like every age group can really use it. Now, under the sink, I was talking about that. It's good if you might want to put a track and you can take control of that jumble of cleaning products and trash bins by using a pull-out track. And then, um, you, or you can have your recycle bins there too. Now you don't want to forget the corners of your cabinets. They make all kinds of really cool things now where you can pull out, something will pull out. It's almost like a lazy Susan, but they're, you know, they're actually made for those corners. Because when you have a corner cabinet, things get stuck in the back. And then you could also have a hidden workstation, which would be a pull-out unit that you could tuck into an island, and it might just have a cutting board on it, or it could be extended counter space for food prep. And then you could put it, you could slide it back in under the counter. And some people have done this to use it as an extra table as well. So I thought that is good. Now, when I lived in a really small, um, a small space, <laughs> a small, small apartment, but I wanted to have an actual an office space. So um, I, I had two closets and I turned one closet into my workspace. So I took out all the rods, I put in shelves above, you know, like where the rods would be, and then a desk, and that area, and then I put like a, um, uh, a pegboard behind it or a corkboard so that you could, you know, pin things on it. And I had my chair, 
And um, this area became my office space. And it works really well. You could have your books above there and, uh, you know, all of your, all the things that you need, your files, etc. And then it also became my sewing room. And the best part was, is then I could shut the door and the mess was gone. So it was a clutter cleanse and it was kind of a clever storage solution. Um, But I did have one extra, you know, small closet. So if you have something like that, think about it. That might be what you want to do. Now, um, the other thing is you want to be able to have storage and uh, label the things. So if you are just like, you need to store small items um, and maybe, maybe it is... I, you know, maybe it's that extra toilet paper that you bought or the extra sugar or whatever. But if you can label the pull-out shelves, then you're, again, you're not going to be digging for things. Another simple storage thing that actually is like a piece of furniture, and that can be an ottoman. Uh, Lots of ottomans actually have a removable top or a flip-up top, and there's storage in there. So you could store your blankets um, or, you know, sheets, or maybe you want to use it just as as a sitting bench, and maybe you'll store scrapbooks or something like that in it. So ottomans can double as storage for keeping essentials like as I said like blankets uh, close at hand but out of sight so those are something those are something to think about now what about electronics and and appliances those I think are definitely uh, tough ones Um, remote controls oh my gosh Um, you know have you ever gone to someone's house and they have like 20 remote controls and you have no idea they say turn down the music or turn up the music you have no idea which one it is well, you could just get kind of a, a cute bucket or a bin, you know, or a basket and corral all those remotes or extra video game consoles in one area. And you actually might want to label the backs of them of what they're for. If they're for the big screen or if they're for the stereo or for if they're for the game or whatever, whatever it is. Um, you, we just need to learn to tame that mess of remotes and video game consoles and cords with, you know, some clever built-ins and attractive containers. So when they're not in use, you could store bulky appliances inside bins or cubbies to utilize uh, closet space more efficiently. And if you have a dedicated charging station, like a dedicated tech cabinet wired with a hidden outlet, that way you could put some electronic gadgets can be tucked away while they charge. Uh, one thing I did in my kitchen is um, is I have a... A pull down, it's like a, a, a hidden area, a pull down drawer that it has a, a, a plug in the back of it, an electrical outlet. So that could be for the blender or uh, the coffee, you know, the, the coffee maker or to grind your beans or whatever. 
And another thing that you could do is, of course, you could have a floating storage, like a wall-mounted council that would allow both easy access to your DVD player or your other equipment, and then you would keep your cords and movies and machines and things out of sight. I still am a person that I have lots of DVDs because I'm in the movie business, and I have... Um, lots of VHSs that I do not want to get rid of because I have maintained, I still have VHS players. And it's interesting to look back at some of these things. And the same thing with vinyl records. You know, you just have to create the right storage cubicle for all of these. Uh, I, not too long ago, gave all my classic, most of my classic uh, vinyls uh, to my daughter and her husband, and they actually created a really cool media room, and they built boxes for the um, the albums, and they have them all in alphabetical order. And it's one of their favorite things is to, you know, to actually play vinyl. So that is definitely something that millennials and uh, Generation Z seem to like. So you don't want to waste any space, as I said. So you might want to make some slots, you know. Instead of having uh, clumsy stacks of reading materials on end tables, instead store magazines, books, photo albums in a coffee table with open vertical storage. So th those are available, and you can, you know, you can just put them vertically in. And again, you can label things. Um if you are, another thing is I really believe in repurposing furniture. So you could repurpose some furniture to double it as additional storage space. And I've seen like those old, um, if especially, you know, when you live in an apartment and things, they were like milk crates and you could put wheels on them and put them together. I've done it. I have done it with uh, wooden because I like the look of wood with wooden um, wine crates. And it looks, you know, it looks really, really nice. So that's just some stuff that you can do there. Now, kids. You know, kids' rooms can become really messy. One of my favorite things to do with all those stuffed animals when my kids were young is I got a pole, just like a, a pole that you would put in a closet, except I got a pole at the hardware store that went from floor to ceiling. And then I screwed it into the ceiling and into the floor, and I put hooks on the pole, and then each stuffed animal had a ribbon around its neck, and it can hang from the pole. Instead of trying to fit them all on a bed or in a corner or something like that, that worked out really, really great. Another thing is stackable closed bins. That is great for small toys. And, you know, like if you have the dinosaurs and the Legos and the Brios and... Um, you know, all the little cars, etc. You could fit them into clear or maybe a colored storage. And if, you, if you're doing something where you can't really see what's inside, perhaps um, make a picture or cut a picture from a magazine and put it on the outside so the kids know that's where the toy dinosaurs go. That's where the Brios go. 
Uh, bookshelves are a really important thing to have in a kid's room. So consider no matter what um, to put, make a bookshelf somewhere. You, that is a really great organizing, multifunctional idea because there's always going to be access to toys and books and it makes cleanup a snap as well. Another fun thing that you can do in a kid's room that's more of an art project is there is a, a paint out there that's a chalkboard paint. It's black and you could actually paint part of a wall or a full wall in this and that way they could use chalk and do their drawings etc and again a corkboard is always good to have to you know put their notes and maybe their ribbons and anything on it um, when I was living in France, uh, the apartment that I lived in had a half wall that was a charcoal paint, and I loved it. I mean, I literally once a week was doing a different art project on it, so that was very, it, that was really, uh, I, I don't know, I loved it, and I think it's a great idea, especially for kids' rooms. Now, what about garages or utility rooms? Because those are things that really get messy, too. Now, um, you might already be doing this, but vertical storage maximizes uh, a workspace. So you can get some non-slip shelf liner to keep drawer contents in place. That's very helpful. You can do that for kitchens or for any, for any drawer. That will help you always know where the, your right tool is you know, for the job. On wall space, maximize the minimal space of your garage because some garages are really small. So you can use hooks to suspend ladders and brooms and mops and other tools that would keep them from piling up in the corner. And then keep areas tidy by using magnet strips to organize like drill bits or other small metal tools. And you can buy these things at the hardware store. Because walls of storage, a multi-purpose cabinet, that's another uh, good thing. You could have, um, if you ha have room for a cabinet, then you could have bins or metal baskets that would keep various stored items organized. And don't forget about the storage potential near the ceiling because that's where you could put high shelving to store off, you know, you might want to store your seasonal clothing or your holiday decorations. You can put things in plastic bins or totes or maybe, or even, you might even make, you know, a sports, I call it a sports closet, a sports area where you could have your skis and your baseball bats and your tennis rackets and all those things. The bottom line is, is that you want to know where everything is so that you can get it easily. And I know my garage right now, because I had to move my office, uh, <clears throat> is just a mess. And that's going to be, I don't know how many months it's going to take me, but this is on my priority list as soon as I get my garden weeded completely and all my seeds planted and all of that and that water leak <laughs> fixed. <laughs> then I will get to the garage. But, you know, the next thing that uh, really clutters our lives is paper. We have to gain control over cluttered chaos. And here are a few uh, paper organizing tips. Eliminate the traffic jam at the front door by sorting and slotting rather than stacking and burying mail, bills, and invitations into pockets. Now, what I do as soon as I get the mail, I toss all the junk mail. 
And then I sort what are the bills, what are letters that need to be read. And, um, you know, I have an area that is right there. I put it, do it in my office. I don't do it at the front door. But I do love a bulletin board. And that's where I can post items that you're going to refer to regularly. Or you could have a dry erase board or you could have a cork board. And, you know, that's where I will put if I have um, a coupon that I need to use or um, maybe if I have like a, a dine-in, um, what would it be, like a gift, you know, a gift card so that I know where they are. Um, uh, talking about coupons, a lot of people have a coupon pocket or a, cl- a coupon filing cabinet. So if you are a person that uses coupons, before you head to the store, you want to store and stash coupons in a file-type organizer, you know, something small that you could take along. And then you could also put receipts or maybe loyalty cards there. And that's really helpful. Having a weekly calendar, if you, especially if you have a family, is important. And again, it can be on paper, it could be an actual calendar, it could be a dry erase board, but uh, I like to keep this in a, in a cabinet by the phones because that might be something that's probably where I'm going to have to double check it. Shredder, you probably want to get a small shredder, uh, put it near the disposable bins, and because you always want to destroy sensitive documents, remember what I was telling about the scams. And use binders. Uh, you can give, you know, gather all your kids' keepsakes, your mementos into binders. You know, make one for each child where you can put awards, report cards, maybe the tests you want to save, and artwork so that you have it. And you might want to get a big binder. You may end up having one per year. I know I have a lot of stuff stored in my attic that's still from my kids, and my kids are now grown. But <laughs> they, they say, oh, keep it at the house. I like looking at it at your house. <laughs> uh, magazine holders, that's something else. As I said, you, it's better to stand up your periodicals, your notebooks, your papers, soft cover books, and folders, maybe in a magazine holder. I just redid my husband's home office, and I got a magazine holder to put his uh, like checkbooks and things that he's going to use so it's organized, so it's very easy for him to see. So again, filing instead of piling is going to make it so much easier for you. Uh, let's just go to the laundry room quickly before I run out of time here, and then I will go to break. So um, you don't need tools to install a metal rod. If you have a laundry room or a place you know, where you wash your clothes or something and you need to dry them, maybe you don't have a dryer or you want to air dry them, you could just get one of those rods, a tension rod, a shower curtain tension rod, and it works perfectly in a corner to air dry wet clothes. You hang the rod high enough so shirts don't touch the countertop and low enough that it's easy to reach and then you can take it off So if you need to do that. And just always think vertical because floating metal shelves can store detergent, you know, ironing supplies, uh, stain treatment kits, cleaning solvents, or you can even keep your extra linens there. So I also like having a solid surface countertop that makes the room look tidier and it's also good for folding the clothes. So if you have 
a washing machine and dryer, you might want to be able to put something, you know, uh, over the top there like a table. So there are those are just a few of the storage uh, uh, tips that I have. Of course, there's bedroom storage, and even though Feng Shui says don't put anything under your bed, I think that it's perfectly fine if you organize bins and put things, if you have the room under your bed, it keeps them out of the way and it will get you more organized. You just don't want to shove things under there so that you don't know what's there. Well, you're listening to Cynthia Bryan. This is Star Style. Be the star you are. We're coming to you live on the Voice America Network. This is the Empowerment Channel. You can find more out about Be the Star You Are, Be the Star You Are.org. And when we come back from our break, we're going to talk about how we can be more uh, trustworthy as a manager. Don't go away. Follow us on Twitter for more great ideas at Voice America Empowerment. Get autographed copies of New York Times bestselling author Cynthia Bryan's books at www.starstyleradio.com. Get inspired and motivated to be your best self with Be The Star You Are, 99 Gifts, and Be The Star You Are for Teens. Buy cases at a deep discount to give away as gifts and premiums. Visit www.starstyleradio.com or call 925-377-STAR. 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 Are you seeking a Dynamo speaker for your meeting, conference, or organization? Internationally recognized keynote speaker and New York Times bestselling author and lifestyle coach, Cynthia Bryan, will bring her energetic expertise, passionate professionalism, and ebullient personality to your event. Hailed as an expert in lifestyle, women's issues, self-help, personal balance, leadership, media, gardening, and interior design topics, Cynthia Bryan is a popular empowerment keynote speaker around the world. Lecturing to audiences of 100 to 5,000. For rates and bookings, call 925-377-STAR. 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 And visit www.cynthiabryan.com. When you want the best, book Cynthia Bryan. www.cynthiabryan.com. Are you a teenager with lots to say, but no one to talk to? Let your creativity explode and your voice be heard on the radio program Express Yourself, a show by teens, for teens, and about teens. No topic is off limits as you connect with teens with attitude. Check out Express Yourself on the Voice America Kids channel and join our global community where teens talk and the world listens. www.btsya.com. You can express yourself become our friend on facebook post your thoughts about our shows and network on our timeline visit facebook.com forward slash voice america it's power time on star style be the star you are with your passion purpose and possibility producer cynthia bryant now back to the power party this business of show business is calling well we are back thank you so much for staying with me you're listening to cynthia bryan this is star style be the star you are and we are talking um about storage and tax scams but now i want to shift gears 
and talk about managing and how to be more trustworthy. I don't um, know if you are a manager or not, or if you are managed, but I think that all of us manage something in our lives. And Fast Company has had lots of different articles and things about it. And I thought that I will just bring you a few of the things that um, I have learned from reading Fast Company. Because really, terrific managers are rare. And if you are a manager, you might feel that this is an unfair statement. But in today's digital work world, team members need much more support and they need more positivity than ever before. So if you are not supportive and you are not a positive person, it's going to be tougher. So one way to improve your image and relationship with others is to change the language that you use because every word communicates an attitude and avoiding ones that trigger discontent will make you a better, more caring manager. So here is a phrase that destroys trust and really needs to be eliminated from any manager's vocabulary. And when I say manager, I want to say this has also deals with relationships. Um, you don't want to use these words. So you don't want to say, I'm sorry you feel that way. On the surface, it seems like a caring statement because you have the words feel and sorry in it. But it actually is a very dismissive statement. And it doesn't reference the problem that has given rise to the negative feelings. Instead, it implicitly suggests that feelings are the problem. So, the boss is sorry that the employee feels that way, implying that their emotions are wrong. Or the partner, you know, um, is implying that their emotions are wrong. So, we just have to be really careful. So, if someone feels badly, just ask some questions. Find out what the issue is that's upsetting it. Discuss it. Resolve anything that that can uh, create distress. And you're going to have a more positive attitude and a more positive outcome. Another sentence or phrase that you shouldn't use is, I didn't say that. Someone may be calling you out for something you said, but when you use that expression, again, it's very divisive. It polarizes you and the person you're talking to. These words are often used when someone feels that you promised something and now you're backing away, or perhaps you're reacting to a negative response that you've had, um, and this is not good. So whether a person is right or wrong, it's best not to go head-to-head with that person and discount what they remember that you said. Instead, build a bridge. Just say something like, could you please elaborate? So you want to achieve consensus about what was said, as in, yes, I want you to be involved with this high-profile project. We're still waiting for that decision. So, you know, once you've shared an understanding, you want to always work towards a resolution. Um, And you can, you know, end something by saying, I'll let you know when it moves forward. Another no-no as a manager at a company is saying it's company policy. That is the kiss of death for any boss. It is a turnoff because it suggests that you as a boss take issue with the corporation's policies and don't represent leadership. Instead, own the policy. You might say... 
um, and I, I mean, I don't say it's company policy that you have to come into the office on Thursday. Instead, you might say, you know, the new work from home procedures include one day when everyone can be expected to be here for meetings. And that does make sense because it gives us all the opportunity to hold in-person gatherings. So be a leader. Another phrase that is not good is, and this one, I just hate this because I've had this before. I know we promised you this, but now that's really unsettling. I mean, there are circumstances that do change and they have to be handled with more delicacy. And in those rare situations when something that has been promised to you and um, uh, but is no longer possible, Explain that and then show that you have that person's back. You can say that you're going to keep the person on your the radar. Well, this is our show for today. There's definitely more things that... Um, that we could talk about, and some of those are, let me just give you the, the last few that um, you don't want to say is, sorry, I changed my mind. If you promise something, have integrity and walk your talk. And if somebody is doing something, don't uh, they want to move up in a job, don't tell them you need them in the role that they're in. You know, let people grow. Don't ever let them think you're not going to promote them because that's what you're saying. And a last one is if you tell people to copy you on everything, it sends a message of distrust. Instead, you may ask your people, keep me posted on how things are going. Let me know if at any point you need my support. I'm here for you. So allowing your team members to know that you've got their back, that you understand them, they're confident that they can handle a project, that's going to instill self-confidence. And they'll be more devoted to you. And again, most of these tips go for relationships in life too. So again, I thank you for being here every Wednesday with me, Cynthia Bryan on Star Style, Be the Star You Are. We always come to you live on the Voice America Network, and this is the Empowerment Channel. For more information about Star Style, which is my company, or Cynthia Bryan, which is me, visit CynthiaBryan.com. You can purchase any of my books there, get autographed copies, and we have first editions as well, which you won't find other places. If you'd like to make a donation to Be The Star You Are charity, or you know, sign up for the free magic Zoom show, which is going to be interactive, so it should be really fun. Fun, go to be the star you are.org. You'll see a light box come up. You can click on it. It'll take you right to the page where you just send your email and say, sign me up. So my, and that is be the star you are.org again. My aim is always to encourage, inspire, inform, amuse, and motivate you. See beyond your physical being. Know you are already the star you dreamed of becoming. Cherish the past, dream of the future, and make sure to celebrate every moment of your life. And I hope that you will pick up one of my books and, you know, read a book this week. It's like a garden in your pocket. And speaking of gardens, it is springtime in my garden. So get out there, weed, seed, feed and enjoy nature. It is coming on Earth Day soon and Eastern Passover around the corner. So it's a beautiful time of year to be outside. 
Until next week, when we celebrate once again, remember that love always wins, kindness always prevails, and smiles keep us happy. My name is Cynthia Bryan for Star Style. I thank you and I encourage you to be the star you are. Be your unapologetically authentic self. Have a wonderful week. Dream, create, inspire, make a difference, and I hope that you don't get a main water pipe leak. Thanks for joining me. I'll talk to you next week. been a pleasure bringing you our life-changing program star style be the star you are we have you on our radar as it's our goal to inspire inform entertain and motivate you to be the star you were born to be for more information visit starstyleradio.com and to make a donation to the charity go to be the star you ignite the flame that burns brightly within take charge of your life and coach yourself to success with our dynamic host and empowerment architect cynthia bryan every wednesday at 4 p.m pacific time 7 p.m eastern time right here on the voice america empowerment channel for another serving of champagne for the spirit and a power boost to live with star style until we celebrate together next week be the star you are